You're listening to the Say Chill podcast with Dr. Chip Dodd. Say Chill is a social impact organization that helps people see who they're made to be so they can do what they're made to do. There was a scholar, and I forget his name, but he studied stories from all over the world. And he was trying to analyze, to decide, like how many different kinds of stories are there? And he, he came up with seven types. There's only seven stories that have ever been told in the, in the history of the world. They're told over and over again. And I can't list them all, but you'll catch on. Man's struggle against nature. Man's struggle against himself. Man's struggle against man. Man's struggle for love. Like, what's the common word? Struggle. Right? And so the idea that it's all the same all over the world, the human experience is struggle. It's not winning. Right? And so left, we're real, and the Bible's clear about this. Like the name of God's people is wrestles with God, is struggle with God. Right? He named his people Israel. Right? And so for us to kind of get this idea that parenting is about us struggling with ourselves, us struggling with God, us struggling with our children, and it's really about how to struggle well. And the thing that mostly keeps us from struggling well is things in our own story that we're trying to ignore. Things from my past that I don't want to name. Things from my childhood experience or my adolescent experience or my adult reality that I don't want to deal with. That's the number one thing that keeps us from struggling. Because human beings are born knowing how to struggle. What's a baby do to get out of the womb is struggle, right? And when it, when it starts to make a noise for the first time, it's not a coo, it's a scream. And it reaches and it grasps and it sucks and it fights and it wants to live. It's struggling. And you ever watch, Chip talks about watching little kids play. You ever watch like a, like a little boy or girl play? Like they don't quit. Like it's just all in. They're getting in it and building stuff and knocking. And when the blocks fall over, they don't quit. They might cry for a second. Right? And then what do they do? They go right back in to stack up the blocks. I remember watching our daughter. She's very uh, cerebral. Watched her trying to fit when she was about 18 months a round little biscuit thing into a square hole, like metaphor, duh. But really, like she, she did this and she looked at it and she stuck her finger in the hole and then she turned it and did this and like she got mad at it and she tried harder. Like little bitty kid who doesn't have like a lot of frontal lobe, a lot of figuring skills, but she was going to struggle to get that thing in there, right? And somewhere along the way, we learn, all of us learn not to struggle. We learn to perform. We learn to hide. We learn to please. We learn to lie. We learn to smile. Remember, uh, I led a group for a long time, and there was a woman in the group from China. And she didn't come to America until she was in her, like, mid to late 20s. She grew up in China. And she was talking in the group about her relationship with her mother and her relationship with her father. And she kept saying, y'all aren't, y'all aren't going to understand. Because in China, and this woman said, girl, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Right? <laughs> this is a girl from Mississippi saying this to a girl in China. It was the same thing. Right? And this woman from China learned to perform and excel and achieve in order to get her parents' love. That's not unique to China. That's the same thing that happens in America. And so if we don't deal with our stories 
If we don't finish our business, we, we can't engage our children in the struggle of their life. And parenting is not a zero birth to 22 or birth to 18 or birth to 24 endeavor. It takes a lifetime to raise a child, right? And, it, and, and even when a parent, if a parent is fortunate enough to die the right way, which is to die before their child dies, that child still needs their parent after they die because that child doesn't know how to be 70, right? Like it takes a lifetime to raise a, chi- a kid. It also takes a lifetime to learn how to, how to live. So we're learning and growing, and our children are learning and growing, but I can't give my kids what I don't have. So if I've got a bunch of stuff back here I've not dealt with, guess what I'm going to not do with my kids? All right, I'm going to try to make sure that they don't encounter anything that's going to evoke that stuff in me. And every family, especially if you're a Southern Christian family, <laughs> is not real good at telling the truth. Just not. That's just part of our culture. Is we're really good at like making people feel good. We're really good at bringing dinners when people are sick in the hospital. Like, we're awesome at that. We're really good at like sending people on mission trips and caring for people. These are all wonderful things. Wonderful, wonderful things. We're really good at building beautiful schools to educate children in and caring about their hearts and the process and not just like you know feeding their brains. But one thing us Southern Christians are not real good at is like telling the truth about how hard it is to be in relationship with each other. You know. Because if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, right? Like, that's, that's one of our phrases. Well, that's true all over the place. So if you're going to parent with heart, and you're going to have the kind of relationship that lasts your child's whole life and your whole life, where you have something to offer them, you've got to deal with the things that you told yourself you're not going to deal with. The things that broke your heart, robbed your innocence, brought shame upon you, that you said, I'm not going to look at that again. But I promise if you do, if you begin to unearth that material and begin to address it and name it, it's going to force you to be in better relationship with God. It's going to force you to be in better relationship with other people. It's also going to give you the equipment to know how to engage your child's heart in a way that you weren't engaged. Because even if you came from a great family, you had human parents. And you know what human parents are really good at doing? Stabbing each other in the back. <laughs> like stabbing little kids. And I remember my uh, dad... <laughs> Like emotionally, yeah. my dad. My yeah. And by the way, I think Yankees mess up too. Yankees, oh. <laughs> and California, I know it's okay. Yeah. Just go smoke the pot. Yeah. It's all right. You're six, you know how to do it. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, so you can't go anywhere and find a and find a like a truly great parent, but there are good enough parents everywhere. My dad came in for Christmas several years ago, and uh, uh, and I so have chased his approval in ways my whole life. I really love my dad, and he really loves me, and we have a difficult relationship, you know. And and we're we are continually working on that in our own ways. But he came over a few years ago for Christmas, and I um, got my children to play guitars, sing Christmas carols, tell stories, read poems. Like I I put on a Christmas pageant for my father, <laughs> and and my daughter looked at me at one point. She goes, "Why are we doing this for Granddad?" <laughs> And I, I literally, I leaned against the wall and slid down the wall. It was like, oh, God. And, and I said, Dad, like, what do you think? He's like, Cause why are we doing this? <laughs> I said, let's go eat some turkey. Because I need Cause you, I Dad. Because <laughs> there's stuff I've not dealt with in my past. You know, and I'm a therapist. I've done thousands of hours of personal therapy. And it's still my dad comes over for Christmas, and I become this little teenage boy 
who's trying to get my children to prance around like Pinocchio on puppet strings to make something happen. It's not going to happen, right? So if you're like me, and as Chip said, we're 99.9% the same, so you are like me. You've got those stories. You know? You've got those events. And if you love your child, it requires that you deal with your loss. And what's amazing is that if you're not like Steve, I don't mean carbon copy by any means, but if you don't face that you're made like Steve or me or Scott or Beth, you're in denial, you're sick, you're dissociated from how God made you, or you're delusional. We as parents have to be working on what's called finishing our business so we can live in the present while we're raising our children. And that is a very difficult uh, thing to do, very difficult thing to face because we are in denial and we are dissociated. We mean dissociated means that we've removed ourselves from associating with our pain. That's what dissociation is. And delusion is believing you can fix life if you try hard enough. Uh, that's a form of psychosis, that you can make your life better if you try hard enough and figure it out. And it's just not going to work that way. This is Stephen James, the Executive Director of Sage Hill Counseling. Thanks for listening to the Sage Hill Podcast with Dr. Chip Dodd. Sometimes in life, we get stuck or blocked or reach an impasse. At times like these, an intensive short-term therapy can help you overcome what's keeping you from the growth and changes you desire. At Sage Hill Counseling, we offer therapeutic intensives to help couples gain new momentum in their recovery process. If you want to find out more, please visit sagehillcounseling.com. 